So, uh, welcome to the Shit You May Not Have Seen podcast, where we talk about shit you may not have seen. Funnily enough. I'm Scott. And I'm Joe. And we're going to talk about some films. We certainly are, man. So what are we talking about this week, Joe? We're talking about Crimes of the Future by David Cronenberg. I can feel you pulling things around in there. It's a brand new organ. Never before seen. We've all felt that the body was empty. Empty of meaning. And we've wanted to confirm that. So that we could fill it with meaning. The world is a much more dangerous place now that pain has all but disappeared. afraid to map the chaos inside. Let us create a map that will guide us into the heart of darkness. Crimes of the Future by Dave Cronenberg. Um, I'll just read the synopsis here just so people have got an idea. Uh, what the film is about. So the snob says, humans adapt to a synthetic environment with new transformations and mutations. With his partner Caprice, Saul Tensor, celebrity performance artist, publicly showcases the metamorphosis of his organs and an avant-garde performances. And it's a wacky return to form, apparently, if uh, you believe the the news and stuff like that and the reports on it, but we'll decide whether that's warranted. Right, b- before we go forward, spoilers all the way. If you've not seen it yet, then switch it off, go watch the film, come yep. back, listen to what we've got to say. Absolutely, because we'll all be fucking ruining it. Aye. So, <laughs> aye, Dave Cronenberg's new film, he, it's just it recently. Um, he hadn't made in for a wee while, I think. It's been a while. Ah, it's been a while, aye. I know he did that... Um, the death of David Cronenberg thing. I made some short films. Aye, some short stuff, which is quite disturbing, actually. Aye. Aye, a bit freaky. <laughs> Odd. So, so if you don't know who David Cronenberg is, he's a Canadian film director. He's been making films for years. Um, the biggest one you maybe know him from is The Fly, the Aye. remake of the Vincent Price film for the 60s. Um, most folk have probably seen that, and probably that's where they know him from. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he made other films like Scanners, uh, Videodrome, uh, Eastern Promises, uh, and Crash was another big one for him. Aye, quite a controversial one for aye. him as well, aye. aye. He caught a lot of flight for that, actually. Because I was, <clears throat> just for the prep of this, I was uh, watching a, it was just an interview with him, basically, and he was talking about that. They were talking about his kind of career, roughly, and stuff like that. And he said that, that that one movie really actually caused him the most grief, especially with the critics and stuff like that. Yeah. I think they tried to, they banned it in... Uh, England um, right. uh, all the theatres the big theatres in London they basically that was it they, they just they put a ban on it kind of understand well, I've never seen Crash but I know the I know the gist of what goes on in it I've seen it but it was back when it came out so right. I, I'm taking a guess it was probably like kind of 96, 97 somewhere around about there somewhere around about there anyway it was 90s definitely 96 there you go I was right then and it, I must admit it fucking disturbed me man <laughs> watching it I was like because I mean, I was familiar with, with David Cronenberg stuff, so I knew it would be kind of weird and stuff like that, but I wasn't really prepared for what, we, what I saw. It's kind of weird in a different way for what he's known for, though. Because his stuff's more, it's usually more science fiction based. Absolutely, kinda, aye. Into the kind of horror sci-fi sort of thing, yep. whereas Crash was based in reality and it was about people who got their kicks for... Being in a crash and, yep, and then having sex. Aye. Yeah. And there's, aye. If you haven't seen Crash... Um, well, if you're listening to this, you probably know David Cronenberg anyway, I would imagine, do you know what I mean, if you've clicked this, but aye, it's, it's it's a film that stayed with me, and I've only seen it once, but there's still scenes in my fucking head that I can't get out of my head, and one of them's just like, there's a bit with a car, there's a crash, obviously, 
and the car flips over and somebody's pinned. I can't remember the character, but the guy basically gets out and starts having sex with, with a woman while she's pinned under a fucking car. The shit's crazy, man. Messed up. Aye, it's totally, <laughs> totally fucked up. I mean, it's David Cronenberg, man. What do you expect? Aye, I mean, if you're going to see a David Cronenberg film, well, if you know who he is, then aye. You're, you're you're going to expect some messed up stuff. Oh, aye. That's what he's known for. He's, yeah. he, he's, he's a guy that pushes boundaries. He's like David Lynch, you know what I mean? He's just um, unconventional. Yeah. And that's... That's part of you know his fandom, I guess. You know yeah. that's why people want to go and see Cronenberg films. And Probably has the best head exploding scene in a film oh, as well. Aye, and scanners. Aye, absolutely. <laughs> aye, absolutely. In fact, there's, there's, another, there's a good. Uh, oh, it's a TV that explodes in Videodrome. Aye, and there's guts and yep. apparently that was real shit. They got out, out of the butchers. Right, <laughs> fucking. So that's real. Innards and goo. I think they did the same with scanners. They, they filled. Aye. They obviously got a prosthetic head of the. That cast for the actor that played the, the guy whose head explodes. It's quite. This is the start of the film as well, isn't it? It is. It's right, right at the very beginning. It's nice kind of scanner thing. Mm-hmm. But um, I think I think it was real innards and stuff. And then they shot it with a shotgun. Aye, so it's just it just it's a mess. Fucking <laughs> absolute carnage everywhere, man. Do you know what I mean? But uh, I mean, he was a master of that. You know what I mean? I aye. think he was a blueprint for a lot of the video nasty he stuff that, that came. Aye, exactly. That came later because I mean, he did like um, he did the brood. I think he did Rabbit as well. Right, uh, he right. did. I mean, they're, they're all, that's all quite kind of early the stuff. The kind of weird. Brood, I, Brood I, is weird. I hadn't seen that before I watched it. It was during lockdown I watched it, I think. It was right. just one for stuff to watch. And I was like, oh, David Cronenberg, but I've never seen that. Aye, it's odd. It's odd, man. It's a weird film. Aye, and uh, obviously Naked Lunch, which is fucking, yeah. <laughs> that's another <laughs> one, man. It's like, I think at the time when I saw it, I was, I mean, that would have been 90s as well. Do you know what Aye. I mean? Uh, probably, no, Kind of around about the same time as Crash, maybe. I think it was maybe before Crash. Yeah, ninety one. Ninety one, aye. So aye, it was before it. But that, aye, that that film's fucking. That's a messed up source material as well. Like the, the book was pretty known uh, for being apparently and fucked up, and then you give it to David Cronenberg and he to just, aye, he's a perfect guy aye. to do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think the original. I can't remember, can't remember the guy's name, but I think it was like basically him journaling has basically addiction to um, buzzing insecticide and shit like that so then it was all the kind of crazy shit that he would see say it was all in the Sparrows there you go there you go American author aye and apparently it was him doing (laughs) like huffing insecticide and shit like that and Mm, this was running mad journeys (laughs) fuck that I mean that's where I'm going man I'll fucking keep you on insecticide that film had that kind of David Cronenberg aesthetic where everything feels quite kind of Tactile, for want a better word, like a lot of the sexy stuff he has in his films, it all feels quite kind of like real and oh, kind of gritty and aye, you know, it's, messy. It's not, it's not like clean. Nice no, effects. no, it's, it's all, real. Yeah, um, yeah. It's real stuff. Do you know what I mean? It's that yeah. whole sort that, of that, that kind of practical organic as well, aye. rather than before CGI was a thing. Oh, like, aye. I mean, doing it practically. And, to, uh, to be fair, I mean back then I mean that was all they had but I mean but, but so much better I mean you'll probably agree you know yep. I mean we've got a lot of common ground Car- cards on the table here folks we're, uh, like, kind of, we're fans of similar films <laughs> oh aye like, our, our bag's definitely kind of more on the, the sci-fi horror side of things and absolutely. stuff for the 80s so you know. absolutely man and the effects I mean things like the, things like the thing <laughs> obviously you know American Werewolf in London I mean you just can't beat that shit a real thing a real object filmed with the lighting and, yeah. the, and the stuff added to it I mean yeah. it makes such a difference rather than some big CGI monster it just feels like you're watching fucking a computer game yeah and, it, it, and to bring back to Crimes of the Future there's a lot of practical effects there is and that there and is I, I mean I did, none of it I'm sure there probably is some kind of computer generated stuff in there but none of it felt that way when I was watching it I, I mean obviously we'll get into it in more detail and stuff like that I think like say the, the only things that I noticed was maybe CGI is maybe like the, there's a bit so they're getting cut with the scalpels yeah, yeah. that did but there, but there is definitely a lot of practical yeah. stuff and, and Cronenberg being Cronenberg you, you know he's going to do that man he's, he's not going to just make it all CGI because it would defeat the purpose say what the film's maybe visceral and you, you start adding CGI it just takes that, that part but the kind of real element away from it so I've seen the movie once you've seen it twice ah that's um, right yep I'll straight off the bat, I, I, I didn't know what to make of it. Right. Um, I, I saw the trailer. I thought the trailer was intriguing and interesting. It had that David Cronenberg look to it with, with the effects and stuff. He, he always, like I said, he always has something that's quite or something really real about the effects that he uses. Totally. And, and that was present in this. I've seen it twice. So the first time I went to see, it, I went to see it with my wife. <laughs> the two A's were just kind of like you know looking at each other halfway through. I mean, you know what we're in for. It's David Cronenberg. You know it's going to be weird and fucked up, but. 
Um, so I kind of came out the first time seeing it a little bit like, do I like this? Um, and I'm that just was kinda, exactly the same. Aye, I was kind of like that. And obviously, for the prep of this, I figured you, it was a little bit two or three weeks later or something like that, and you were like, I'm going to go and see it. And I was like, well, I better go and see it again then just to refresh my memory, do you know what I mean, for doing the podcast and stuff like that. But to be fair, nothing really changed. I got a wee bit more clarity on, obviously, that the whole, you know, the, the, for me there was a lot of plot things that they were set up that if had they came to fruition, could have been really cool. Now I thought, could I maybe added to the film? But obviously, we're getting into more, de- more detail and stuff like that. Yeah. But, but it, it, it just seemed to be a lot of open-ended stuff that they didn't really tie in. Yeah. And it was a shame because I think if they, you know, if they did do these things, it would have probably made the, the film interesting I mean I, I think the concept's interesting do you know what I mean the, the concept was really really kind of unique and I think the way he, he kind of tackled it was really really it was it was good but it was just kind of it was kind of missing something for me yeah you know what I mean Aye. it's like you were saying there were there were a few story threads that were kind of hinted Aye. at and they never they ended up never paying them off they didn't go anywhere they didn't didn't, uh, they didn't investigate like stuff Aye. that they seem to set up the part in it where the main character basically gets asked to be part of some sort of like a like a contest but it's Aye, like a kind yeah, of that's the thing I was thinking an, yeah. an exhibition where it's supposed to be all these different folk that have got all this well, I, you know they're basically growing new organs and stuff yeah, like that kind and, of displaying all their new organs yeah like. yeah and the, you know I remember when that I mean because I guess brought up maybe about halfway through the film mm-hmm. So I'm thinking to myself, all right, well, we're up for there's some real cool f- sort of finale. Like a kind of grotesque festival. Aye, exactly. Like all these people's crazy organs. Aye, and so, you know what I mean? And, and then it kind of just, it kind of d- d- didn't go anywhere. That, like you said, they brought it up a few times and they, they seemed to make it, it was going to be this big thing. Mm-hmm. And obviously at that point they also installed a zip into Vigo, Vigo Mortensen's stomach. I mean, <laughs> aye. I mean, that, to me that part was very crash. Uh, that was, I mean, he's very Cronenberg. Oh, he's, aye. He's all, he's all about kind of... Licking wounds and... holes in people's bodies and then sticking things in them. Aye, aye, because there's, there's obviously the part in it where he goes in to the place that, that, that basically they're scanning to see what the organ is and um, what's that girl's name? I should have known this for the podcast. The girl that was in Twilight. Oh, Kristen Stewart. Kristen, aye, the horse, Kristen Stewart. And um, she's got this kind of camera and she's... <laughs> it's kind of funny because... She's kind of like pushing this thing into the hole in his belly, but the other guy's speaking, and in the but you can still see her in the background. She's kind of shutting her eyes. It's almost as if she's like, "Oh, this is fucking great." And he and it cuts to Vigo, and Vigo's like, "Oh, he's loving it." Do you know what I mean? So it's like, well, I mean, that's that is one of the themes of the the film is like uh, I think that the line in it is uh, was it surgery is the new sex. Aye. I think that's a line in the film. Yeah, and that's that is one of the themes of the film. Like these people getting off on. Like being operated on, basically. Aye, aye. I mean, it's a common thread, I suppose. You know, even again comparing it to, to Crash, I'd probably say this is probably closest to Crash in some ways, and and mm-hmm. the, the kind of and the and hu- the human element, if you know what I mean, because yeah. it's kind of perversion. Do you know what I mean? Aye. And sexualizing something that shouldn't be sexualized. So obviously, Crash, it's people that are basically being hurt and maimed in auto accidents. And then you've got this where people are basically cutting themselves up and stuff like that and growing organs, but they're sexualising it because obviously yeah. there's a part in the film, again, spoiler, um, where there's an autopsy machine where they go into it, where Vigo goes into it, and um, the girl that, that basically is the other character that, that does the performance arts with them, she goes in in the basin that they're lying naked in it and the, the machine's just cutting them and they're basically just sitting there like loving it, do you know what I mean? So it's all to do with that kind of perversion of sex and, and, and like you said it's just kind of in the, the title you know sex is or surgery is a new sex do you know what I mean yeah. it's uh, it's pretty taboo but I mean it's David Cronenberg so he always kind of tackles taboo things it, it kind of felt like Videodrome in that sense to me as well because obviously a big part of Videodrome is uh, there's stuff to set up with Debbie Harry where she's into pain that's right f- to, for sex and, um, aye well there you go aye, aye so I mean that's, that's enough it's something that runs through Cronenberg's I movies, aye, it's a wee bit kinky. I mean, yeah. He might be into a bit of that himself, he, he a bit of yeah. I mean, stands to reason he's, he, he flirts with it quite a lot, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's definitely something there. But the, the performances as well, I mean, story aside and stuff like that, you know, I thought the performances were, were really good in it, do you know what I mean? I thought, like, I bar, bar one guy, the the guy that played the cop, I thought he was quite kind of wooden. The, 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 uh, yeah, yeah, he was a, he was yeah. a wee bit, but I thought, like, Vigo was really good in it. Yeah. Um, I should know this the, the guy that basically plays the, 
the dude with the the chocolate bars that basically kill you. <laughs> Scott Speedman. That's the one. Because I, I hadn't seen him in anything. I think um, the only thing I've ever seen him in was an Underworld film. Right, yeah, I was just trying to think where I knew him from. Maybe that I, was it. And like, you know, I was like, you know, whatever, it's an Underworld film, yeah. you know what I mean? But in that, I thought he was fucking really good. He was decent. I mean? I mean, I don't know, man, like... There was that, and then, then there was like Kristen Stewart was doing some weird stuff. Aye, she definitely went for a thing, and she kind of stuck with that thing. Aye, I don't know if it was necessarily good. Vigo was fine. Like he was Vigo Mortensen. He plays a uh, Saul Tensor, the performance art guy. He was fine. I mean, it was it was quite understated. Aye, you know, he wasn't really. I mean, I never. I mean, there wasn't loads from kind of. Aye, play off of or anything like that. I totally agree. And. Um, uh, it's, I keep saying it's Kirsten is it Kirsten? Kristen Kristen Stewart I agree I think she no, her she, character's called Tim Lynn uh, she, took, she took it you could take it however way you want it maybe Cronenberg asked her to play it that way or she maybe chose to play maybe. it that way. who knows do you know what I mean but uh, yeah, I mean she did, definitely picked a vibe and it was that kind of almost kind of like you know she's like completely and utterly overwhelmed all the way th- everything she says in it even when she's in the office meant to be doing her official yeah. job she's acting all kind of like she's quite intense tense twist she's almost kind of twisted in the edge yeah. just, just sanity almost yeah. you know what I mean it felt like they were setting her up to be a, a more kind of integral part I, to the plot I, again, she, I, again she didn't really go she didn't there, there was, yeah. that, that's a good point actually I, it was like it felt like she should have had another reason to be in the film for yeah. other than the reason she was in it. And basically... Because what you know, I initially thought was she was maybe going to be like another love interest for Viggo Mortensen's character. Because it sets up like that. And then they were going to play her off with Viggo's partner. The, I think she's French. Lee Sedu, who played Caprice, Viggo's partner. I thought they were going to kind of face them off against each I other. See, and, that's what I'm saying. I, it all, come, all comes back to that. You know, there was, there was cool stuff that, that felt like it should have had a, another reason to be in the film mm. other than just the basically to just have it there and then and there was the thing with Viggo Morrison's character like it, I mean out of nowhere he's just seemed to be like some kind of government agent aye that, like that he, seemed tacked uh, on it was, man it was weird yeah. that seemed totally tacked on and I, and I still don't know what the purpose for that was no uh, it, again it never uh, went anywhere uh, it's like uh, he was trying it seemed like he was trying to infiltrate the the people with the plastic chocolate bars. That's right. The kind of underground group. But I never, it was just, it came out of nowhere and it never went anywhere. It came out of nowhere at a really odd point in the film as well, right. like too far in. Yeah. And it... Because there hadn't been any hint that nah, his character being... No, nah, nothing like that. ...aligned with this, this government agency. Aye. It's almost like, I think he's had an, he's had the idea of doing the film. And like I said originally, I think the idea is good, but he's, he's kind of had all these things and it's almost like he's just like ran out of time to basically elaborate on yeah. on set up things like him being you know him being an agent working with the, the police and obviously you know you've got the, the whole gallery exhibition thing that's set up and that doesn't come to anything um, the girl for thing with Kristen, Kristen. Yeah, I keep fucking that up man I don't know why um, you know that, that didn't come to anything so there's so many I think looking at it you're looking at all these things and thinking there's a better film here mm. But it just, it, it felt to me like if he could have made it maybe like, I, I don't know how long it is, it's about an hour and a half or something like that. It, was, it felt longer, I don't know. To be fair, there, there's loads of shit in it that I would have rather took it out that and made it develop the story more rather than just keeping the aesthetic stuff in. Like there was, there's a part in it as well with the two girls that, that come to basically maintain all the machinery that, they, that he uses, basically that crazy bed thing that he lies on and and they came into it, and there's a lot of wasted. There's a lot of wasted space where I think they could have basically. It's, it's almost like he was putting stuff in just because he had the idea for this cool looking thing, and, and he put it in. It didn't really kind of push the story. In it any did, aye, exactly. There was like you said, there was characters that were put into it that shouldn't have been put into it, and the characters that were put into it weren't utilized in the right way for me. Mm. Anyway, you know what I mean, and in, in the development of the story and stuff like that. And the you know the the, the whole thing that I mean obviously that's just twice I've seen it and the, the the whole chocolate bar thing as well to me that was wasn't he really properly flushed out either do you know what I mean I, the, the, I get I mean I get why he was I, doing it but, but it didn't seem like there was a proper explanation for I why why the, these bars were being made and why this kind of underground resistance type group exactly or why push this on everybody else aye exactly and uh, uh, I should, pro- should probably set up the fact that so the, the idea behind this is that humans are evolving these new organs to deal with the, the 
waste plastic yep, yep. that is in the world. That, that was the kind of gist I got from it. Ah, yes, right. Yes, I got it as well. People are generally resisting the idea that, that they need these new organs. And so the government are kind of trying to stamp that down. But then this resistance group springs up who are pro the new yep. organs and they want everybody to have the new organs. Aye. And they want to show people that you can eat plastic, basically. Aye. But it's weird though. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I get, the, like you say, I get the, the idea yeah. of it. But the the whole, you know, why are they doing it? Are they trying to, I mean, one of the things I thought was, it was like, are they trying to weed out are they trying to give it to everybody, you know, mass consumption under the false pretense that this is a chocolate bar yeah. and are basically trying to see who'll survive it? You know what I mean? I uh, thought, is that, is that the angle? Th- th- there was a wee bit of that for the character, um, Scott Speedman's character. There was a wee, he had a wee rant at one point where it was, it, it was almost like the, the rant in uh, Videodrome where it's like, well, oh, the new, new flesh. flesh. It was kind of like that, but I saying basically we are, we are the new we're the new species and like if you don't keep up with us then we'll have no use for you and basically the shit will kill you aye, if you eat aye, it that, that was, that's what I got for anyway so they, they were pushing their agenda and they wanted to stamp out the old sort of basically the old version of humans and they wanted to push up the, the push new, up, the new versions that could uh, sustain like eating, eating these plastic chocolate bars aye because I mean first time I seen it I was like I mean you know there's there's a part in the, the, one of the exhibitions it's a bit where the guy's dancing with all the fucking ears all over him and shit like that your guy yeah, the, the ear guy. and um, That looked cool. That did look cool, aye. It was really cool. But aye, so the character you're talking about... Spe- Scott Speedman. Scott, uh, Scott Speedman. That was, that was a, the actor's name. Aye, character can't was, remember the character's name. Character was Lang Dutrice. Lang Dutrice. When he, he basically goes to that exhibition and he's eating one of those bars and he puts it on the bar and some random guy just picks it up and starts fucking eating it and, and then basically just fucking dies. Yeah. starts choking his in, insides, I think. I was just kind of like, what the fuck's the point? I, get- I think the random guy was supposed to be a government agent guy. Right. And that's why he was kind of, because he was looking a bit shifty. And he was, and stuff, I, and like he was following him and that. But the, at the end of the day, why would you eat the fucking chocolate bar that he put on the fucking... I know, I know, <laughs> it's, I know. It's, it's, It was just put there to see, to show the, the audience that this shit will fucking kill you. Yeah, yeah. That was all it was sorted, yep. but it didn't even make sense for him to do that. I think that could have been, I know it's a small detail, but it's something yeah. that kind of bugged me a wee bit when I was watching it. I was just like, that feels like it. it's just literally put there to say this chocolate bar will fuck you up so why is it fucking me up sort of thing I mean I guess they had to have that in there but there'd have been a better way I there think probably is a better way to put it, put it in but I mean aye, cause so a, it need to be there to show that aye. these bars were dangerous aye exactly but even it, it, you know the, the very obviously we're kind of jumping all over the place here but this, the very start of the film and stuff like that you know it opens with a little boy did, yeah. uh, and then you see the, the, the big um, ship and it's on its side the big uh, liner thing and obviously, you know, typical Cronenberg fashion, you know, the film's on for like f- fucking two minutes and basically the mother suffocates the kid. I mean, t- taboo as fuck, yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? It's like... Uh, no, no, the only taboo thing in the film. No, there's, there's, a, there's a couple of bits. So the stuff with the kid as well, like, we'll now come to it later on. Aye. But, but I, like, instantly this, I mean, how old is, would you say the kid the, was? The like, kid was like about eight, 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 eight or nine. nine yeah, and young kid. Basically, you get the gist that there's something no right about the kid straight off the bat but you also get the gist that there's something right about the kid's mother absolutely straight off the bat and then yeah, the kid's in bed and the mum just climbs on top with a pillow and Aye. suffocates them within the first couple of minutes yeah. and, and that, just... that's, I guess that's the kind of setup for what is the, the kind of main gist of the story thread Aye, I totally. I mean, it's like, and it's. I think it's to instantly the, the reason for that is to grab your attention right mm-hmm. away. You know what I mean? Because to kill a kid in a film, and at any point in the movie, is pretty. You know, for most it's folks, pretty, pretty, like, yeah. pretty grim. But he does it. It's always like right off the fucking bat. Uh, you don't even get to know this kid. You don't no, know who he is. You, you just, well, you see him eating the bin, which is fucked up. Uh, because I remember when I was like, I was watching it the first time with my wife and that, and I was like. Right, okay, she's she's told him not to eat anything when he's playing about in the water, and I'm like, okay, kids can eat like fish, so I'm thinking fish or whatever, do you know what I mean, whatever, the tadpoles, mud or, mud or some shit, aye. Basically, he starts chomping in the fucking, the bin, the rubbish yeah. bin, the trash can, if you're an American and you listen to this, and I was just like, right, okay, and he's got the white throth in his mouth and shit like that, so I'm thinking, right, this is kind of weird, and then boom, straight into suffocation, she yeah. just basically fucking kills him, and then there's that whole kind of, you know, she, she, she then phones... I think she tries to phone her husband, which Aye. is the, the Scott, Speedman. Scott Speedman's yeah. character, and basically say, I've killed your, your fucking horrible you monster. Your, your monster. She says, Aye. Yeah. She says, I, you, you can come and get him, and basically, I'll not be here when you get here, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's it's 
grim right off the bat, man. Do you know what I mean? It's like fucking hell, taboo number one <laughs> within the first couple of minutes. Obviously, what you were saying as well, I don't know if you're going to say the same thing as me, but are you talking about showing the, 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 the wee boy's genitals? Well, it wasn't so much showing his genitals. The setup for this is the, way the kid dies, then we go meet Viggo Mortensen and all his kind of weird stuff that he's doing. But then Scott Speedman's character approaches Viggo Mortensen, he wants him to perform an autopsy on That's the That's right, kid yep. As part of his performance art. There's a bit of back and forth about this and he agrees to it and eventually they do perform this autopsy. In the scene you see the naked body of this kid on the, the operating table and in the lead up to this, the whole thing of surgery as sex is prevalent throughout the aye, film. And then they, see and then they this, put this aye. kid on there and they're going to perform, okay, it's not surgery, it's an autopsy, but same deal. And they've been yeah. using this machine for sexual purposes. Aye, and then, exactly. And they're going to perform on the autopsy aye, and I, I felt a wee bit uncomfortable at that point. Aye. I was a, a bit like, oh. I was the same, I, I felt, felt exactly the same. And I, and I think that was deliberate. Of course, aye, 100% deliberate. Was, he, he, he wanted to elicit that. Aye. Uncomfortable feeling in people, definitely, because they'd been they'd been talking about how this is sex all the way up to that point, and then yep. you've got an eight year old dead yeah. kid. Aye, um, I mean it was a bit strange. Aye, aye. I kind of respect I respect the balls of doing something like that because I mean if you're going to do something, you might as well commit to it. Do you know what I mean? But aye, it's a weird mess. It's kind of almost like a weird message because you're aye. saying like the whole tie in with surgery, sex, and then there's a there's a, a young kid there getting caught up. And then obviously you're yeah. saying he's exposed, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that, that kind of made me feel a bit kind of odd as well, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. And then there was the Vigo's character, basically every time that he, he, he grows a new organ, he takes it out um, and he, the, the, the woman that's his, his partner, she'll, she'll draw it and stuff like that and she'll diagram it. Uh, it's almost like art, do you know, yeah. obviously because that's it's a performance art they've turned it into. And it's just this kind of thing where Vigo's fighting against this whole new evolution of what you're going to find out as being able to digest plastics and stuff yep. like that. Vigo doesn't know that, obviously. He just knows he's grown these extra fucking parts and he's just like, get these to fuck because they're But fucking... he, he kind of is fighting against because he, he find out that he's a government agent. Aye, so, infiltrate aye, the, so is, is he... Aye, that's a good point. Yeah. So is, is he aware then that he is... Is he aware that he is developing organs to basically... Be able to digest. Is this, is this no, something? So he's, that so he's on the he's on the government side of it. Aye, the, right. the kind of the big bad where they're trying to suppress this and stop this from happening. Aye. He's on that side, and he thinks the. I mean, I, I don't know what he thinks about the organs. He, he, he obviously keeps removing them, aye. so he, he doesn't want them to be there. Yep. So I so he's he's on the government side, and he's this, he's the government agent trying to infiltrate the the resistance right. for want of a, a better word. Aye. Um, who are trying to push these plastic chocolate bars on people? Right. Right. Um, so he's uh, he doesn't want the evolution to happen, even though it's it's happening uh, in him. It's happening in him, and it's part of how he earns his living, I guess, as a performance artist. Aye, aye, it's it's it just it's kind of strange, and obviously there's the bit with the kid as well, where you find out. Obviously, if you've watched the film, there's the the Vigo always gets his organs tattooed. Yeah, I don't. I actually still don't know what the purpose of that is, and because that's the kind of art. Part that the art think, part, yeah, yeah. So that's the um, right. Leah Sadu Caprice, the character Caprice. I think that that's her thing. So she removes the organ and, and she then, tattoos it, and she tattoos it, and that's and they put it on display, and the, the tattoo has some kind of some sort of relevance to whatever to the performance art. <laughs> I, I guess. I guess I. But then there's the when they, when they eventually do open the kid up. Basically, it's been all tattooed. Oh, but yeah. that I think the purpose of that is it's to basically everybody that's watching it is to pretend that the kid didn't naturally grow these organs it, 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 do you know what I mean I, th I right. think that was the I think that was the gist the, of the it organ, the organs were put the they were already put there yeah, so yeah. basically because obviously after that happens the, the dad fucking loses his shit and he runs out mm -hmm. because obviously he's expecting his kid to get opened up see all these organs that haven't been tampered with yep. and basically prove that his, his son is basically the and next evolution of that, that, that humanity. The son was he was pure. He was born that way with all of it, rather than developing he it. I, he didn't develop them. He was born with those organs. Aye, it was, I completely. Yeah. He was just gradually yeah. grown like one every so mm -hmm. often, like Vigo's um, character. That was kind of cool. And obviously, there's that weird part with with those two, the two girls that basically that fix the machines, basically stick a fucking drill in his head. Which, <laughs> which I mean, it was totally That's David Cronenberg. Right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I was like, I forgot about that. Uh, I was just like. <laughs> Why are you killing him? Do you know what I mean? I was like, I, just, I mean, I get why you're killing him because he's part of the resistance, but it doesn't. That didn't set up that those two girls were 
in any way on the side of aye yeah, exactly aye. I was just kind of like they, they were kind of weird characters as well they were odd yeah. uh, they were odd like I said they, did, they didn't really amount to anything yeah. as far as the story was concerned do you know what I mean aye it was just kind of bizarre there was, uh, there was just loads of that kind of shit happening in it man it was just like what the fuck and the, the, you know the, the, the chocolate bar you know you, you go in initially I'm saying chocolate bar the, the fucking plastic, yeah, plastic bars uh, yeah. plastic chocolate aye um, when they go in you know, they've got the manufacturing thing and that could have been something really cool yeah like you know what I mean they could have expanded on on that as well do you know what I mean like maybe have, had it go out to everybody and, and just see everybody fucking dying or, or folk eating it and, uh, and, and surviving I mean it. I think that, w- that was the plan in the film I guess I, was I that, that, was, that was what they were plotting to do aye um, I, I think there's a, cool, like you said it would been cool to see that aye I think there's a be- exactly I think there's a I think there's a better film here some of the stuff I mean the, the actual film filmography of it and stuff I think it's film cracking I mean I'll, it's pure David Lynch I yeah. don't know what it is it's just got that vibe of him his older stuff do you know what I mean it's just got that kind of weird lighting and it's kind of it's dark it was a very, very dark, dark film aye this kind of thing was mostly set at night I don't it, think you see a little some bit of daylight day, stuff at the beginning the stuff with the kid on the beach I think that's, aye, that's daylight. pretty much but it mostly it's kind of dark and you're kind of down dark alleyways and stuff and aye it, it kept, everything's quite shadowy and He's, especially when Vigo's kind of kicking about he's always kind of got that hood and that mask aye, on and that's stuff, right yeah. he's almost like kind of like fucking Phantom of the Opera or some yeah, shit he's yeah, always yeah. kind of yeah. half cloaked and stuff yeah. like that he's always kind of hanging about in shadow as well but as, as I'm saying it, it's like there was it just for me just it seemed like it, there was a better film in there somewhere man I'm sure there was I mean I haven't had a bit of time to think about it probably say I didn't like it like I, I, I don't really have a, a desire to kind of watch it again aye Whereas, I, I could get that I mean there, there's other films for Dave Cronenberg I'll, I'll watch numerous times oh, aye, and I aye. have watched numerous times yep. but aye this, this one it didn't do it for me like you say I think more than anything I, I think it was uh, it was more on the aesthetic rather than the story mm-hmm. I mean I had, it, was in, it was in the aesthetic but it felt like he was trying to push this story like a message that, or something that, some kind of environmental message like we're, we're wasting too too much aye. kind of and basically we're, plastic aye. You know? and the fact that basically we're going to have to eat it aye if, if, if we're, we're going to get rid of it doesn't degrade aye, aye exactly aye. it's like you put it here you're going to have to yeah. eat it <laughs> so I mean the, the, I guess there was a message there but the, the execution of the story wasn't wasn't great I don't aye. think it, it, I don't know about you but it felt like maybe there was budget restraints or something probably I, I don't know how much money David Cronenberg could command to get his films funded. I mean, he has a name, but aye, he's not the David Cronenberg that was the up and coming kind of aye, cutting edge kind of guy at the time. Who's doing all this mad shit in his films, you know? Aye, because he probably peaked running a bit of fly. Aye, I mean, I mean for like pop, for like popularity kind of, and obviously that that had a, I think that had a serious budget. It looked as if oh, it did anyway. Aye, a big twentieth century Fox remake of a aye, what was considered, I guess a. A silly B movie classic aye. Back, back in the day. That's right, aye. I mean, so uh, for me, I think it's like maybe, you know, we were talking a little bit off, off, uh, off the kind of recording before we started the podcast and we were saying about, you know, like it's a shame sometimes when you get a good script and maybe don't have the money to basically develop it the yep. way the way that it needs to be developed and I think maybe maybe there, there is another version of this where he kind of he had all this other kind of stuff kind of set up and maybe didn't he have the fucking budget to, to bring maybe. it to fruition do I you mean, know what I mean j- just in your point like maybe he peaked with the fly like he, he did do some good stuff kind of bigger stuff after that so Crash was after the fly and that, that, was, a, that was a big movie I mean Aye. I guess it's because there was a lot of buzz about it because of Aye. the subject matter of course um, he also did a history of violence, which is a brilliant film. Good film. Don't know how well that was received. I don't know if it was. It did well actually. Cause, yeah. um, I was watching an interview with him, and he was talking about that. That was one of the ones that one of the few movies that he did that critics actually gave him praise for. Yeah. Because like other than that, he was just basically slated every single time he, he released a film, which is weird because he's kind of. And he's. I mean, he's a successful director. He has a. T- know, t- like he, he, like, what, to my point, like. He, he still he obviously commands enough to get stuff made oh aye off, you know, he's, definitely he's, he's aye. a name that people will oh, especially so, I mean, if you're a, if you're into films you know who David Cronenberg is I would imagine do you know what I mean aye for sure definitely he's, he's a genre he's you know he's, he's, he's a genre defining director you know what I mean kind of like yeah I mean you, you say know, James Cameron's a, a, I, forget, I feel like the word body horror was invented for him oh aye know, absolutely like, well I think he, let's say we kind of spoke about that at the start I think his early stuff, he was one of the first ones to do all that really visceral, disgusting, you know, things going wrong with the body, things in the body, trying to get out the body. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think it just 
created a, a whole slew of directors that basically try to copy him. Yeah, oh, for sure. Off the top of my head, there's a film called Extro from around about that time that's very David Lynch. I don't know if you've seen that. David Cronenberg. Oh, David Cronenberg. I'm David, David Lynch. David Lynch is the other weirdo. The other weirdo <laughs> in a different way. <laughs> uh, David Cronenberg movie. I watch that and it's kind of, it's very Cronenberg-y. It's absolutely Basically disgusting. Basically after Videodrome, I think a lot of people were Aye. trying to kind of Get in on that. that body horror kind of thing. Aye. Yeah. But I think that the, the difference between a lot of the shit that, that came after that, Videodrome was really smart. Yeah. I think that's where Cronenberg had the, the advantage. Back, but, back then, for sure. I, I watched Videodrome uh, last week. Right. Just, just as a, because we'd seen that film, we were going to be talking about uh, Crimes of the Future. I thought I'll go and watch a couple of these other ones. So I watched The Fly and I watched Videodrome. Mm-hmm. Videodrome's good and it's got all those shocking moments, but I think it suffers with the same thing that Crimes of the Future suffers. It sets up a story that doesn't I, actually complete I, itself you know? I do agree but I think it, it somehow gets away with it more because the, the stuff that, that's in the, visually the stuff that's in Videodrome's so ahead of the time very visceral very aye and right. at the time man yeah. I, nobody was doing shit like that oh, no, you know course, the, the, yeah. the, 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 the cancer gun the, yeah. I mean that. I mean that's like what the fuck you know, even by the day standards <laughs> of that totally. was not following me Billy like, what the fuck's this all about <laughs> and then you've got the sadomasochist kind of thing yep. you're talking about you know the torture thing yep. and the changing of the body and I I mean but I do agree I, the, the, the story could have been flushed out a bit it's kind better. of similar as well because I don't know if it runs through all these films but there's the kind of big corporation and then there's the yep. people resisting the corporation totally the, the kind of fight against that and the so that that's in Videodrome as well yep that's right um, but this again like the, the, there's a so it is more focused in terms of where the story is going, but then I don't think the story goes anywhere. Because obviously it gets the, again, spoilers if you've not seen Videodrome, the yeah, 30, 40 year old film, <laughs> James Woods kills himself That's at, right. at a point where it feels like there's going to be more story. Aye, totally. And that, kind of leaves you the, hanging. Aye, and that's just the end of the film. And it's like, no, but what, what about the, the evil corporation? About, I, um, I suppose in, in some ways that's kind of cool. Because it kind of, I, I get, I, I totally what, get what you mean, but I've seen Videodrome a bunch of times, and like every, every time when it gets to that point, I'm like, oh, you feel kind of unsatisfied. Uh, it's like I want, I wanted more Aye. of this story. I want, I wanted it to complete somehow, Aye. and it, it doesn't. It? I think, like you're saying, I think it's similar to Crimes of the Future in the sense that they're they're great ideas, but it's almost like it just he doesn't have enough time on screen to put all the shit into one movie yeah. and I th- do you know what I think personally you know I don't know how you feel about this but I think David Cronenberg see if he had like a TV series and he was able to develop something like this I think he would, would do a fucking Maybe. great job man I don't know because he, he does have a writing credit in most of these films I, I don't know if he's I mean this is me sitting here who's never written a film and he's I mean, maybe he's not the best writer, you know. He needs needs somebody else to develop those stories for him, and he can be the director. Well, I mean, I mean, for example, Crimes of the Future that we're talking about. I mean, there's uh, in my head, I can see a really, really good fucking TV show in that, right? Because like the things that could be developed, Mm -hmm. you know, the the chocolate fact, you know, the the factory, all that part of it, you know, that the exhibition part Mm -hmm. could have been, you know, that could have been a thing. Maybe just ran out of time to kind of develop the story. Like I said, maybe it's a budget thing. It's a shame, man. Like I say, it's good film in there. Do you know what I mean? But um, I think like. One of his most kind of rounded films, I feel like, like you know, from start to finish and, and, and basically rounding the story up, I would say it was A History of Violence. And that's based on a comic book. So that was There a, you go. So he wasn't even a writer in yeah. that, do you know what I mean? I mean, he probably developed the script for, for the film, but, that's uh, right. it's, but it's the story already existed. Aye. So, I mean, again, like you said, it, 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 visually, he's getting fucking striking when he, you know, when he does his thing to his level, do you know what I mean? He is, he is brilliant at it. You might not be the best at writing the stories, do you know what I mean? And if you've got a good idea, you should maybe bring somebody else on board, do you know what I mean? That maybe help yeah. kind of flush the idea out a little bit more. Just as another kind of side to prove my point, I guess. One of my favourite David Cronenberg films was Eastern Promises, and he's not a writer on that. It was another guy who wrote that, but David Cronenberg directed Right, it. well, there you go. And that, that is a good story. It's Aye. So that, that, story. that backs up what you're saying then. Yeah. He's probably not the best write, story writer. He's probably just really good at taking a script and that, putting that an aesthetic to it. Yeah. Aye. Because I think when you think of Cronenberg, the first thing you think of is the visual part. Yeah. You, don't no, think of sure. the, you don't think yeah. of the stories, do you know what I mean? You think of, you think of the, the, all the crazy fucking visual the stuff that he did. Aye, he did. Lo- I mean, that's what he's known for, yeah. do you know what I mean? And the story's almost kind of secondary. I think Dead Ringers, it's been years for a saw, but I think that's got a pretty good story, if I remember correctly. I think that, yeah. it's been a long time since I've seen that, man, you're 
fucking talking about over 20 years, but I think he wrote that. I mean, but that I might be wrong, do you know what I mean? Up. You can look it up, mate, getting on the Google machine. But I, I mean, he's known for the visual stuff, and kinda, I know I, I kind of slipped and said David Lynch and stuff like that, but I think sometimes it's, you can have a conversation with the two of those guys, and I think they're brought up quite a lot, because David Lynch is kind of like Cronenberg in some ways, in the is sense. Lynch Canadian as well? No, he's, no, no, he's an American, I think. Right. Um, but uh, he acts like Canadian, though. And I don't mean that in a bad way. You know, he's better. He acts like an alien. Don't don't get upset, American folk. Um, but like I, I was trying to say that I think there's there's comparisons, although they are different in the sense that they're very much a vibe of director that they, they, they created a, yeah. a, a blueprint, a type of film that I think people try to have tried to copy, oh, yeah. but they can't copy it. And I think is kind of like we're saying that Crimes of the Future kind of falls short at, at overall. I think. It's still very much Cronenberg, though, and oh, I don't I mean, think anybody could have did the aesthetic stuff the way he did it. You no, know what I mean? He's definitely not talking about visual style of like how the film looks, but the visual the visual style of like how he presents. Yep. The the kind of the, the body horror stuff that he's doing, like that's aye. You almost can like, see that stuff, and it's instantly like, oh, that's Dave Cronenberg. Absolutely, and I think there was a quote. I'll, I'll probably miss <clears throat> uh, say the quote here, but there was a quote that was basically like David Cronenberg makes the the abnormal seem normal right. and and David Lynch makes the the, the normal seem abnormal right so and I get that because David Aye. again it's not about David Lynch but in the sense that David Lynch's stuff always everything seems to be okay on, on the like surface it all seems like it's in the real world aye but but there's this underbelly yeah. of kind of fucking stinking yeah. horrible disease underneath it there's yeah. always that underlying insanity whereas I think Obviously, Cronenberg takes something like his you know, mutilation and, and, and almost makes it kind of like normal. Aye, and in a weird way, because all the characters in the film are always just like, "This is just, ah, this is this just is happening. This like, is just happening." Surgery is the new sex. Aye, exactly. So aye. Aye. aye, absolutely. And it's kind of kind of interesting. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, respect. I, you know, for the, the the visual. I think the visuals are good in the movie and Crimes of the Future. I yeah. think I think it looks cool, but it's a little bit style over substance. I think, man. Yeah. Just in general, do you know Agreed. what I mean? Which is. A bit disappointing because I was yep. kind of hyped up for it. Do you know what I mean? When it, when I found out it was going back, when I, I seen the trailer. I was the same the, as you. The trailer made it look Aye. like I was more mad David Cronenberg stuff. Aye, yeah. and I, I was almost expecting it to be more disgusting. I was kind of, you know what I mean? Aye, it was pretty disgusting. It was pretty disgusting. Do you know what I mean? But I was expecting it to be. I think it's maybe I set it up too high in my Aye. head. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Obviously, coming off of na- you know things like naked lunch and shit like that, but it's just yeah, fucking yeah. off the chain, disgusting, like fucking hell. And even his earlier stuff, you know, like rabbits, fucking yeah. disgusting as well. I think I had that. Oh, he's going to go full on, you know, absolute gore with this kind of thing. And I think I maybe just set it up too high in my Aye. head. Do you know what I mean? I guess it was just, it was just full of kind of a few, few sort of kind of moments that made you feel squirm a wee bit and made you feel a wee bit oh. Aye, yeah. aye. There was that like just. You know, I think you said it is a bit where they're, they're one of the girls in the, the, the movie, she's only in it for a short period, she's getting like cuts in her face. Mm, yeah. She's a performance artist. And uh, Vigo's partner, she she goes basically watch this girl get caught up and stuff like that. And there's the there's just people sitting around and somebody's sawing into somebody's foot. <laughs> I, 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 I think the, the sound at that point was quite kind of it was, it was a good sound effect. Just, it just made you feel a bit, oh, oh and at the point yeah. where they're cutting into the yeah, toe was like kind of where the bone is. I can imagine. Like, oh fuck, <laughs> man! You know what I mean? So I mean, there was there was a lot of that. Do you know what I mean? Like like uncomfortable. Yeah. There was little bits of that actually throughout the, throughout the entire film where people were just randomly getting cut. In the street Aye. and shit yeah. like that, and that's obviously another thing in the film is like pain's no longer Aye, a that, thing. That was another thing they set up in the film, but that's another thing they didn't develop. It was just like a throwaway sort of. Aye. I can't even remember how they set it up now. So some some character just said it. Like, Aye, it was the, humans don't feel pain anymore. I think it was a bit, um, with the bit where they go basically register where, where Vigo goes to register his new organ. Yeah, and it's the Kristen and I can't remember the other guy's name. You'll probably have it on the old IMDb there. He says it, and I was like, "Right, cool." There's a well. There's another thing that I think they could have fucking developed, and they didn't seem to. It was like, right, people don't have pain anymore. So is that a result of you being able to eat plastic, or is that just like you say? Is that just a throwaway thing he's added yeah. in to to make it cool? So that, that was another thing. That it, guy it, was Don McKellar, a police character called Whippet. Right, he was actually pretty good in it, actually. Yeah, he was quite good, good I. But I uh, so that, again, there's another thing, man. It just kind of like, it was like, well, can you elaborate a little bit more yeah. on this? Do you know what I mean? Can you tie it, tie it in a little bit more of the story? Okay, you don't feel pain. Why do we not feel pain? 
Um, Aye, not, nothing. I guess I don't know. You don't always need everything explained. No, I know. I know you don't. But but at the end of the day, it felt like a. It almost felt like a poignant point. Do you know what I mean? It was kind Aye. of set up that way. Yeah. And then, like a lot of the things in the film, were set up as if it was going to be a thing, and it wasn't really elaborated on. Yeah. And like I said there, I, I don't think it was. It meant to be that a gradual step up to the new organs is you don't feel pain anymore. And then you start developing new organs. Yeah. You know what I mean? And part of not being able to feel pain is that so you can basically eat plastic. <laughs> Do you know aye, what I mean? Aye. I don't know. I'm maybe making that up in my head. But no, no, it makes sense because obviously when they the people who are developing the new organs, when they eat normal food, they feel pain. That's right, I because that, we never chair. spoke about yeah. that fucking part of it, man. We need to speak about that, that fucking chair. Aye, so basically there's a, a mad chair that's supposed to help them digest their food, I guess. I just it basically rocks, rocks them, them and, and, and they, makes it unco- it they looks, look like they're taking a fit when they're in it it's, aye, it's like it's, the actual that's the thing the aesthetics in this movie are excellent aye, the actual physical chair was there and it looked really cool, cool. twisted yeah, you yeah. know what I mean it, 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 again it made you it made you go what the fuck is why and, and, and <laughs> what the fuck why? why 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 are you doing that it was like I and it was real. It was it wasn't CGI or anything, and it was just like it, it just added it, for me. It added that just that factor that's very Cronenberg. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like some things are cool not to be blatantly explained, like you were saying. Do you right. know what I mean? I, I don't mind that. Do you know what I, mean? I like fucking David Lynch, man? Fucking nothing's explained in his movies. Do you right. know what I mean? It's like how how is this chair and I, working to make them digest their food? So I, that, that's not explained, but. But, I, but that was one thing I didn't mind it being I kind of liked that not being explained because yeah. it just added a kind of weirdness yeah. to it but when it's vital points and shit you, you kind of want to be able to flush them Especially out a wee bit like story threads that you thought were going to go somewhere and then aye. they just don't aye like I say I think there was, a, there was a better TV show in this man yeah. um, if you'd have sat and maybe had like six episodes or something like an hour yeah. long or something like you could have, could have maybe made something a bit better I think I don't know no I don't know nah no feeling it I, don't think I, I think what was there was as much as you're going to get out of that film, that story. Maybe, maybe a maybe a, a better writer would make more of it. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Probably mm. with somebody else like, yeah. at the helm. Do you know what I mean? Help them kind of develop it a little yeah. bit more. Obviously, what's in the film as it is, aye, you couldn't make a. But I think there was good things that could have been built on. If obviously you know you had somebody better that could do that type of thing. Do you know yeah. what I mean? We should all overrating then. So we're, as, we're going to do a kind of like one to five, right? Because that's just easy, isn't it? Just like putting a wee star rating on it. A, I would say a two. Right. There, 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 there was enough there to kind of keep it somewhat interesting to watch. I get it was, it was basically all the, the kind of standard Cronenberg staples that made it interesting, like all his body horror stuff. Basically, the, the story of like you said, they didn't develop it enough. Yep. Characters came in and then didn't do anything. Um, mm-hmm. Aye. So it's, it's, it's a two for me. I, I wouldn't want to watch it again. I have no interest in seeing it again. Uh, I've got to agree. And you know the rating system and stuff like that. One being like an absolute fucking piece of shit yeah. dud like stripped fucking yeah. striptease or whatever the fuck that movie's called you know something like that and then five being like fucking I don't know absolute classic I like the thing the, the <laughs> thing or something like that I so I t- two is generous man really I would say I yeah, yeah I, I mean three would be like an, an average film that you kind of enjoyed but aye, was that, I, I, was fine. aye but I, I, I've got to agree I, I didn't enjoy this film it was alright it, it passed passed a couple of hours Aye, that was it. Do you know what I mean? It was just cool to go and see it. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Because yeah. the, the excite obviously it wasn't as exciting for me because I'd seen it before. Aye. So, but uh, you, know, you know, as exciting as I could, it could be to I go mean, and see this I, one. I guess but, seen it twice. Like you maybe picked up and some other stuff that I maybe missed in the first pass of it. Aye, I mean, I, did I? I don't, I don't really know if I did, man. <laughs> I mean, I kind of felt the same way, man. I, I didn't really feel that different. Aye. You know what I mean? I didn't come away from it. And I think that's a testament to maybe how kind of shallow it kind of was in, in a way. Mm. The only thing seen at the second time was realising how many plot holes there was in it. Right. That that, yeah. that would that would definitely be yeah. the case. Do you know what I mean? And I was like saying all the things we were saying, you know, I was like, well, why the fuck's that in there? And then it's just, kind of interesting you called it shallow, so it's all style over substance and yep. it felt like that it felt, it felt like I guess it's what Cronenberg does but he was just trying to shock aye and that, trying and, to help and, and trying to have shocking it but I didn't really feel shocked no in the way know? that I think he was trying to aye, shock people yeah. do you know what I mean the the stuff with the kid aside I wasn't shocked at that it just made me feel uncomfortable aye I was the um, same that, could, that's what he does aye. he does stuff to elicit a reaction I guess he, he got a bit of a reaction in some parts he's a, re- he's a reactionary director yeah, well yeah. I mean 
at his core you know right. obviously he's did films that, that don't history of violence he's got some serious uh, over violence in it do you yeah. know what I mean you know he's right, standing totally. in the guy's neck and crushes yeah. the guy that's that's David Cronenberg he was the first guy to do that where normally you would cut away yeah. Cronenberg would keep the camera on it you know and see the actual yeah. neck getting flattened that, and stuff like that the you thing, know? Like when he does when he does stuff that's kind of real real world like Eastern Promises has got some brutal stuff in it aye, as well sho- aye shocking um, it's really shocking when it's in a real it's, but it's in a real world yep. setting so there's no fantasy there you know yeah and that makes it worse yeah, because yeah. it's exactly what it would be like mm-hmm. do you know what I mean if you st- you know I'm, I'm using obviously the part because that's the part that really stands out yep. in my head is the bit where he stands in the guy's neck in um, History of Violence I most directors would just see it from a distance and it's kind of, I, I suppose it's kind of like the bit in you know Drive the movie Drive yep the bit in the elevator scene oh, yeah, yeah. where he basically that's very Cron- that's very Cronenberg man yeah. see that part that's pure David Cronenberg where he basically crushes the guy's head yeah. it just goes OTT mm-hmm. and that is what Cronenberg was known for do you know what I mean he just wouldn't cut wouldn't pull Aye. punches when it came each, to the violence all, the, all of it do you know what I mean go. even the bit in um, Videodrome where the where he shoots the guy at the end and the guy's head all starts coming apart and stuff although that's more fantasy based and stuff it's still fucking gross do you know what I mean as well when the arm wrestling oh and that's the worst part that's the fucking worst part in that (laughs) film and the bone comes out the fucking skin (laughs) oh that is that is the worst part in that whole film man there's like there's, there's there's a bit where he vomits over a guy's hand uh, and it melts, hand and, melts and that, but that's not not anywhere near as bad as that watching, part. Watching that the other night, I, the, the bit where he broke the arm, I was like, oh, aye, I was, the, the bit where he vomits over, I'm just gutting myself laughing. Aye, aye exactly. <laughs> that, that, because one's so absurd and one's so fucking absolutely aye, so real. Do you know what aye, I mean? It's yeah. the real shit, like yeah, you were saying. It's like. It's yep. kind of like the bit in Misery as well, where, oh, where she breaks his ankle. Scene, yeah. Oh fucking hell! I, I, can't, I can't. I still can't watch that. But I could watch somebody getting disemboweled in a movie yeah, and it, yeah. because it's so it's so over the top. Aye, it's over the top and doesn't seem real. Aye, but when it's some stuff, some, some people do some stuff in films and it's, it feels very real. It's very real. Yeah. It's not over the top and it's exactly anatomically what would yeah, happen yeah, yeah, if, if, if somebody that. took a sledgehammer to <laughs> somebody's leg. When it's over the top, you can laugh at it, but when it's grounded in reality yeah. it has more of an impact I, I guess totally, aye, yeah, totally. it's been kind of interesting first podcast and all that yeah. aye fucking talking about this crazy shit cool <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening aye well thanks for listening and um, keep checking back for more shit you might have seen or whatever the fuck we're going to call this thing shit you may not have seen that's it that's the very one cool right peace Catch out you.